0: All right. Welcome back, FitRec family. It's been uh, yet another long interval between podcasts, but that's sort of the nature of the season. Uh, From all of us here at FitRec, we hope that you had a wonderful Thanksgiving and holiday. Uh, We hope that you all reflected on 2019 and found ways to be grateful for all the ups and downs of the past year and how they have shaped and grown you. Uh, But 2020 is upon us. Happy New Year. Uh, today, we have FitRec CEO Anthony Bastillo in the podcast booth with us.
1: I am so happy to be back in the studio uh, just kind of discussing about what's going on and what we've been doing for the last few months. Uh, happy New Year's, of course. Uh, but, yeah, I'm so excited. You know, we've been working hard uh, with uh, updating the app and all the stuff that we're going to just jump right into
0: yeah. Uh, Anthony and I and the, and the whole FitRec team have been working hard to get the latest version of the FitRec app out on the Google Play Store and Apple App Store. Uh, we've been listening to all your feedback and we've been making a ton of updates. Uh, it's a lot of hard work right now because we're right in the middle of transitioning the app to native coding. And if, for all you geeks out there, you can, you know what we're talking about. Uh, and this should give existing and new FitRec fam- family members a better app experience. So uh, we'll keep you all updated where, on that, where all that stands in future pod. But as always, you can go to fitrec.com for the latest updates. Uh, but for today, we're going to talk about a growing epidemic in our own backyard. Uh, we're talking about obesity and some of the ways that we can work together to fight it. So stay with us after the break. All right. On today's podcast, we're talking about a very serious epidemic that's been a long time brewing in our nation. Uh, This is based on an article that, Anthony, you you sent to me uh, recently from CNN. Uh, It was entitled, Half of America will be obese within 10 years, study says, unless we work together. Uh, the study that the article is alluding to is uh, one found in the New England Journal of Medicine, and that article was entitled, uh, Projected U.S. State-Level Prevalence of Adult Obesity and Severe Obesity. Now, uh, here are some, some startling statistics highlighted by the article. Uh, as we alluded to, half the nation will be obese within the next 10 years. Uh, one in four Americans will be so v- severely obese, which means that their body mass index is over 35, and they are overweight by a One hundred pounds or more. Uh, The results of the study uh, analyzed self-reported BMI data from over six million American adults. That's a that's a huge sample size, and so obviously statistically relevant. Those are some unreal numbers.
1: Yeah, when you take a look at this, and it's just it's just eye opening for me. I mean, I've been a. In the healthcare field for the last probably eighteen years, and i've seen i mean the trend of this uh, of mm. what what obesity is causing and how detrimental it has been not just for adults but now kids you know i mean for the last you know ten years we've yeah. talked about a child you know obesity and Childhood it's scary obesity, yeah. it's it's really scary and so you know, how do we change that? What do we? What can we do? You know, and just digging into more of the numbers, you know, uh, it's it's really eye-opening for me, and I hope, we'll, hope hopefully eye-opening for the, some of the listeners as well. You know,
0: yeah. Here are some more of those numbers. Uh, drilling down to the state level, 29 states, mostly in the South and Midwest, will be hit the hardest, with more than 50 percent of their residents considered obese. Uh, in all 50 states, at least 35 percent of the population will be obese. Uh, low-income adults, those who are making less than twenty dollars annual household income uh, will become severely obese in 44 states uh, to which the author of the study said so that's basically everywhere in the country yeah uh, and of that population there are certain po- subpopulations that are most at risk uh, and those are women uh, non-hispanic black adults and, and as well as we said earlier low-income adults those who are making less than fifty thousand dollars per year so i mean just right off the top of your head anthony what do you think happened how do we get to this place
1: i think there's a lot of misinformation out there i think there's a there first of all i think going back there was not enough information you know mm-hmm. years ago i wouldn't say 15 years ago you know 20 years ago there's a lot of uh, a lot of nonsense a lot of stuff pushed out by marketing people oh, yeah. and, and and not and people not realizing you know exactly what's going on um and so i think part of it is a lack of education mm-hmm. i think the other part is there you know if you have less income, it may you know you may have a harder time you know deciding to go all organic or find you know fruits and vegetables which might be a little bit more expensive versus feeding your kids for five or six dollars at a fast food restaurant. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And so, how do we change the mindset and what can we do to be able to uh, help people understand and get the information out there that's correct? Uh, now the stuff that we know about, you know. I think uh, one of the things that's interesting that I've seen over the last probably five six years is that, um, you know, everybody was thinking breakfast was like the most important part of the part of the day, mm. and that you had to eat breakfast or else you know you wouldn't do well or you would be lack. And we're seeing now more and more studies showing that you know it's maybe not as important as they thought it was, and maybe having this intermittent fasting period where you're fasting yeah. for a few hours um, during the day and then starting off with lunch might be a better thing for people. Mm. So that's the type of stuff that I'm thinking that. That we're looking at now that we have to be able to promote what's the current studies and what's new and how can we reach – what can we do for people that are uh, – do not make a lot, that cannot afford it and, and to give them the best fighting chance to be able to um, do well.
0: Yeah, what's interesting is that uh, 50 years ago, obesity was a relatively uh, rare, rare condition and um, the, the studies author said that you know, people who were poor um, were usually <laughs> underweight, not overweight. Uh, and just kind of like as you were insinuating, um, you know, this this idea that breakfast was the most important part of the day was a perfect, uh, perfect kind of ground for for um, these these food companies to um, you know hawk their sugar rich cereals. Yeah. And so kids were you know um, uh, kids were exposed to high sugary type of uh, foods right from the very beginning. And why
1: do you think that? Why do you think why so much sugar?
0: Oh, I mean, obviously kids love sugar and you know these are scientists that are that are crafting these these cereals to to make them just sugary enough that your brain is like I like this.
1: Yeah, it's almost getting you you're almost addicted to it, right? Yeah. You know? It's, it's kind of crazy about, you know, we now, you know, if I have something that is like maybe half the sugar or whatever sugar it took um maybe a month once I started coming down on sugar, to realize that you know just resetting my taste buds because getting used to all the stuff that was already this amount of sugar and, and maybe having half of that or even a quarter of that, it didn't taste like anything to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm almost like you have to reset your 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 taste buds to be able to say, okay, wait, this is way sweet. I remember one of the times that I didn't have a Coke for like seven years. <laughs> I didn't have a Coke for you know I was in this health fit. I didn't have a Coke for seven years. I was running marathons, going crazy, and I didn't put any of that. And the first time I had a Coke, uh, a Coke yeah. just to taste it. It killed my stomach, I mean, I was Syrupy it, it, just, it, it just hurt it so bad it was crazy, and so um, I started off with diet Coke, and so I went back and I started doing diet Coke, and now I, you know I, I try to cut down as much as possible, but um, yeah, I could remember like being gone away from that for so long and then introducing it back to my body it, it really took it, it, it took a hit
0: <laughs> yeah the, you know well, the author said that some of the reasons for for obesity becoming uh, so mainstream now. Rise in sugar, sweetened beverage consumption. Uh, you're, you're talking about sodas, right? Um, I mean, I can think of even some of the kids' drinks that I grew up on. High C, uh, Fruit Punch, stuff like that. Um, ultra- what's,
1: that what's that orange one? I, I can't remember. Sunny
0: O? Was it Sunny o? Like, <laughs> Sunny Delight. Sunny Delight, yeah. yeah Sunny Delight. S- those pure Not sugar. Sure, yeah. uh, ultra processed foods, which are rich in calories but low in nutrients. Um, unhealthy foods, you were talking about earlier. Fast foods often being cheaper in price. So yeah. really financially more accessible for many people. Uh, and, and more importantly, uh, and something that, that really kind of is near and dear to our hearts, um, you know, there's been a growth of sort of a limitedness in the options for physical activity. And that's, what, that's why, you know, FitRec exists because we saw this landscape um, coming up over the horizon, uh, people being less and less uh, physically uh, active.
1: And and part of that is being less connected, right? Like I think we're – again, uh, I stated this before. We feel like we're connected to the world, right? And it's through our phones and we're using our social media apps Mm -hmm. and and we feel we're making comments. But we're less active. We're less meeting people, and and we look at what Pokemon Go did. You know, it got people with similar mindsets to go out there play a game. But it actually got them active because they have to go walk and go yeah, find exactly. these things. And that's kind of yeah. that was very interesting to see that. You know, I'm just like I'm happy to have people to do it. even though that it's a game. You know, I'm still happy that they're doing some physical activity with that. And I think when you do it with people, you're more likely going to stick it and do it for a long period of time, mm-hmm. and and be consistent with it. And I think that's the main idea here is to stay consistent um because life you know it it gets crazy and it gets busy and how can we do you know so much and it's very easy to put stuff on the side i'm going to get back to it i'm going to do it but when you have people that are holding you accountable you know that are hoping that you go out there or wanting to go spend that time with you Mm -hmm. that more than likely you're going to stay active for a long period of time a longer period of time yeah
0: you know so much of um life today is so sedentary uh, but you know the, the the fact that obesity is on the rise and, and that these these startling numbers are out there um, it 's not just the, the those who are suffering with obesity that are struggling or, or that are going to suffer. Uh, obesity and all of its kind of, you know, we kind of alluded to this linked health-related issues and conditions. Uh, they can become a heavy burden on everyone, even if you are healthy, right? Because it, it contributes to rising healthcare costs, right? Um, uh, rising healthcare insurance coverages, uh, um, premiums, and coverage. It affects overall productivity and an organizational level. So if you're, you know, you're working with folks that are that are that have health-related issues to obesity, that can affect your office space, right? Um, it's also kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. The, the unhealthier we get as a nation, the uh, the more prolific and profitable are the unhealthy options that are made available to us. Right. So like if, if we're consuming a lot of McDonald's, well, well, McDonald's is going to make a bunch of money and they'll continue yeah. to do what they do. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: And a part of that is marketing. Look, I, I know it's difficult and no one's going it's, it's very hard to be, and stay consistent and and this is why we're here you know we want to be able to give that information we want you to connect with people not just for getting healthy but maybe you know somebody that can help you learn how to cook or tell you what you need Mm -hmm. to look for and looking at the back of the label you know and understanding what this really means and breaking it down to what you can understand and so this that's some of the ways that we can kind of start changing these things you know i Again, am I ever going to stop eating McDonald's? Totally, probably not. You know, every once in a while, it's okay to have. You eat McDonald's. You know, just I. You know, the other the other day, I I didn't. It's McDonald's McDonald's shaming. Yeah, you know, no, no. I had. I was. I was working. I worked two full time jobs, and I continue to do this. Mm -hmm. uh, You know, this business is my other third full time job that I have, and so. But I work at night, you know, and so I was looking. There's one. I'm I'm here, and it's it's crazy because I'm here in near D.C. area, and. You know, I feel like there'll be like a lot of 24-hour fast food uh, places available. You know, because I work at night and sometimes I don't have time to pack my lunch or I'm running late. Mm-hmm. And there's two options: there's Subway, which I don't hate. Subway, I really enjoy Subway. I They're usually do the Veggie Delight. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's a Taco Bell. You know, and, oh my and gosh. those are the those are the two options. And so my Subway sandwich will cost ten dollars. You know, for a foot long sandwich or whatever. But I can get two tacos, two bean cheese burrito tacos, yeah. for a dollar buck. You know, yeah, two bucks. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so it's and it's and it's it's that easy, right? So how, people are going to choose, you know, a ten dollar sandwich versus a two dollar, you know, Taco Bell Ta- yeah, tacos that will do the same thing. And so, you know, and sometimes you crave it, and it's not to be. It's not to say you always have to. You can't have these things, but it's to be. It's to have them in in very small portions, and if not, uh, you know, at all, if you can help it.
0: Yeah, but you know, it's like we said earlier, these things are engineered uh, to be tasty. Um, you know, uh, the study uh, in the study, the author found that there were three interventions that saved more in healthcare costs than the price to implement them, and uh, that was the elimination of the, the tax deduction on ever- advertising. So you talk about marketing, yeah, companies, you know, kind of hawking their their unhealthy food. So millions
1: that, and millions and millions of dollars
0: they were getting tax and false deduction. information. They were getting awesome. tax deductions on the advertising of their foods, and so eliminating the tax deduction on those advertisings uh, saw the the saw uh, was a good intervention. Uh, improving uh, nutritional standards for school snacks um, and imposing an excise tax on sugary beverages. Um, I, I haven't necessarily seen that hit hit my wallet. In terms of you know sugary beverages, yeah, I, I don't think I don't know if taxing is the right thing to
1: to with the taxing more on healthy unhealthy food. I don't think that's going to.
0: I think they're doing that much. in New York.
1: Yeah, right? I don't know if that's going to really change anything. I mean, we're going to have to wait and tell and see and what the numbers look like, but. If you're addicted to something, (laughs) you know, if you're addicted to that taco, you're addicted to that Coke, you're addicted to the sugar, you're going to pay 20, 30 cents, you know, whatever it's going to take because you want it. You know, you're going to see it and you're going to spend it. And it's only 20 or 30 cents. Yeah. I don't know if that's really going to make a big difference. It may. I don't know, but I I, I hardly think about. You know, I hope what they do with that tax is that they put it towards education and towards. That's you know, what stuff they said. Gonna do. That's so what they said. We'll, we'll see.
0: <laughs> well, you know, a lot of that though is about changing diet. You know, especially for school children. I have two small young kids uh, that are in school, and so we're always looking at the menu and, and hoping that they're they're getting healthy alternatives. Uh, I know that the study also talked about reductions in in like the juice allowance and the amount of cheese that are that are in school meals, as well as increasing things like whole grain whole grain products and providing low fat or skim dairy products. Uh, but even still, the the trends the trends are the trends, right? Uh, treating obesity is very difficult, and so so really the only option is to. Put- I don't know
1: if it's difficult. I I don't I, want, I don't want to use that word that it's hard because I I just think that it's it's not difficult. I just think that people need to know what they need to be aware of and what's happening well know? i
0: think it's like it's difficult if you're treating if you're treating obesity by taxing it or by just you know penalizing you know the manufacturers of the product
1: right? yeah i don't think that's going to be the right course of action you know, right on that
0: uh... and so you know what you know what we want to do is is leverage ways in which we can prevent obesity from even happening and i, and I think that you and i agree on this While diet is is very important absolutely uh, equally as important is increasing physical activity. Something yeah. that the article didn't talk about all that much.
1: You know, I, I, it's 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 hard because you know I I lived a block away or maybe two blocks away from my high school, so I would walk. I would yeah. <laughs> I would have I was forced to walk. It's not because I wanted to walk. I would walk, and I would be like, "This is crazy. I'm I have to walk." I could I had a car. I could have driven to school, but it, my parents were adamant of going to go walking, and I think they had a hindsight of stuff, understanding that you know that you have to be you know active and moving you know if you're going Mm -hmm. from one class to another class and you're just sitting down and listening to lecture right you know it's just totally different you know some of the stuff that we implemented some of the jobs that i have or have done is that we have like standing desks now yeah where you just you know you don't have have to sit you know you you're able to raise a desk up and stand and be able to you know walk we one of the hospital systems that i work we've created the, the the basement is a huge uh like one to two mile lap you can oh really we have it mapped out where you can do like a one mile you know trek throughout Mm -hmm. the basement and then so on and they have water fountains set up uh through there, through that uh, area just to get their employees there to walking we're over here in in the in northeast and so it's it gets snowy and it's and we can't go out there and do like things that we would do Mm -hmm. if i was back in texas yeah but you know they've they've the companies know now that they have to get Their employees active especially for you know in the nursing background we're doing 12 hours 10 hours eight hours a day sometimes very long days sometimes 16 you know you can't just sit there and and just sit on the desk or you know do your work you have to be active and so that's one of the we see the uh, different trends of that uh workplaces getting involved in it
0: yeah uh you know one of the things that uh wanted us to talk about a little bit is the the idea of how this study ended up uh, making the conclusions that it did, uh, specifically when it relates to body mass index. Now, if you're not familiar with the body mass index out there, this was something that was defined by the CDC, uh, the Centers of Disease Control, and and there are different like stages. So, if you're if you're less than 25 in your body mass index, you're you're either underweight or you're normal in that normal area. Mm-hmm. But if your BMI is 25 to like 30, that's when you're you're overweight. Uh, considered overweight, 30 to 35, you're moderately obese. And if you're over 35, your BMI is over 35, then you're severely obese. Now, you can get your BMI measured uh, at your physician's office, a nutritionist, or, or even your local gym may even provide a service to measure your BMI. But, but here's, there, there's a caveat with the BMI, right? Because, I mean...
1: Yeah, you know, I think there should be an updated system about it. I think that there's uh, there's, there's some there's been discussions about, you know... I'm two hundred and thirty or two hundred thirty two hundred twenty pounds, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so with this, some of these numbers would be like, "Wait, I'm way obese." Right? Yeah, part you're, part, yeah, part of just because of my weight and my height and all those stuff. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I really go by you know body percent fat basically. Yeah. Um, so you know, I, I don't think that's updated, especially for people that are working out that are that have that muscle and stuff. And so I think that I'm not hundred. I I don't look at these numbers, and I'm not an expert on it. But I, I've read some things, and I understand that you know that's not probably the most accurate ones to
0: use. Yeah, I mean, I consider myself a pretty fit guy, but uh, I think that my latest BMI measurement, I was at uh, the, the cusp between overweight and, and obese. Um, but, you know, I think that the, the best thing to do is, you know, you get your BMI checked. Let that kind of be like the starting point, uh, you know, the, the starting point for the conversation and evaluation. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, we, we, we need to work together, work together to enact, you know, kind of healthier lifestyles. Uh, whether that's you know in this case adjusting meal plans for your for school aged kids or, or providing uh healthier like you were saying nutritional education, yeah, getting the adults. right information out right. I
1: think we have the even some of the even now, i mean if you read into it, I just finished watching the netflix uh movie um i can't read that it was the one that uh Oh man, it's not coming to my head right now. But it was basically switching to a plant-based diet. Yes. What, what, what was it called? I can't. I don't
0: remember the title of it, but I remember. I know what you're talking about, yeah.
1: So I did it right, and I and I, I saw that, and I was like, it was a big eye-opener experience for me. A lot of sometimes, you, you know, you can't do these studies in masses, but when they do these studies, they try to be, you know, as as fair as they could be. And there was no backing to it. And the the guy, the producer that uh, made this yeah. movie, it just got torn. Even before the movie was. It was just like this is all a lie, this is all what 's going on, you know don 't listen to this, and so on and so on. just big money and big people that are that he just outed throughout the, the his uh, netflix movie mm-hmm. um you know he got back he got he he was just left to right, people were calling him crazy, and so Joe rogan um which I listened to oh I yeah, I saw to, that podcast yeah i you know spent three hours and and he said the guy that told him that this is all not facts and this is not true, came into it. And he said, and invited them both on the show yes and and the other <laughs> and the and we the may producer, link it in the podcast below, yeah. so
0: check it out we'll 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 put that podcast yeah, there. and, and the the
1: producer of the movie or the the one that produced it, i mean he tore the guy apart. I mean, he showed like studies after studies, and had his stuff ready, and and this guy did. I mean, just see it yourself. I mean, it's a long podcast; it's three hours, you know. But I listened to it, you know, while I was going to work. Sometimes a child for an hour or so, but listen to it, and it just really tells him that, you know, at the end of the at the end of the day. Uh, the other one that the opponent against this movie had nothing else to say and and almost didn 't want to admit to it, but it was wrong you know it was wrong
0: well essentially like I saw one part of it essentially it was like can you get can you really get the same amount of protein from plants than that you can from from meats and you know he 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 brought in like ground beef. Like you know, talking about organic grass-fed beef yeah. versus yeah you know. versus like peanut butter, right? And um, it, it was just a it was a good podcast. We'll we'll link it below so you can you can check a lot it of out. Good
1: information. So then, yeah. so now I mean I would say in the last five years that it it's now the recommendation to have more of a plant-based diet. That doesn't mean a vegetarian or being a vegan or anything. All those you know have their issues as well, but. I'm just saying, predominantly you have to be more of a plant-based, you know, diet. That's what is recommended now, not the not the chart that it was previous that we've gone by, you know, so many years now. Jeez. with cheese, and all that. It's really sticking to almost like a plant-based diet, and and we've done it. I mean, I'm lucky enough to be able to, you know, I work and we do this and we have. It makes it a little bit easier, but we use HelloFresh. I mean. Every day, every, we have four meals that are brought to our to our to our house weekly. We're not and paid, we're paid by
0: HelloFresh, by the way, but but I yeah, <laughs> we're not part
1: of HelloFresh, but I, I use that because it makes it a little bit easier. Because how I mean, part of it is like, how do you know what to cook with in the season and stuff that you've never been if you're going to like plant based versus the stuff that you've been mm-hmm. usually using, and so it, it's for me, you know, I I get those cards, we mix it, my wife's kind enough to be able to cook, and so. And it's just different and we're experiencing so many things. And so how can we do that as as a company that maybe somebody can afford HelloFresh but – that we can provide the information that right. look, these are the meal plans that you can have and it's delicious and it's affordable. Yeah. I mean
0: it's affordable. And that's what we're trying to do. So if you go to fitrec.com and you, you visit our blog, we'll, we have some articles down there about what healthy eating looks like. Uh, we had our own, um, in-house, uh, trainer, uh, Laura Choi at one point talk about healthy eating, you know? Uh, so we, we're, we're kind of a holistic kind of company. we, we do want to push the you know the healthy diet agenda, but we also want to push the the physical activity agenda. And you know this article started off by saying we can we can combat obesity in our in our nation um, by working together, and, and that's what FitRec is all about. We believe that we're better together. So when it comes to helping each other uh, attain to or achieve our personal fitness and health goals, we believe that we can do that better together. So if you get plugged into an actual community, uh, we 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 believe that. Uh, we can help people get back into that sort of physically active lifestyle uh, because there's a lot of benefits to physical activity.
1: Yeah. There's, I mean, there's countless, tons and tons and tons of inf- information showing why it's beneficial. And, in and, and part of what we did, so we, we look, we believe that doing it together with other people is going to be more beneficial than doing it alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's there's a lot of divide right now, what's going on, what's happening in the world. And I think that if, you know, fitness and sports and all these other things have broken those barriers down, uh, you know, from – from you know the first African American playing baseball and seeing those things and before mm. it was a shock right but if you look at kids now they would never understood you know what it is to be like you know with playing we're we're lucky like here in gaithersburg we're like one of the diverse one of the most diversities in the, in mm-hmm. the, in in the nation yeah and so we see this all the time but there's some areas in the country that don't get to see that right and see it still that that are very much divided but our goal and hope is that we create communities and, I, and that we break down through some of these things that some injustices as well, um, and that what fitness has done throughout the throughout the throughout the years, and and hopefully be able to create that community and understand each other a little bit better. Yeah. So there's a bigger there's a bigger picture in this. You know, there it's, it's fitness and health and, a, yeah, and those a... other things, but the community is this we're really trying to accomplish. Yeah. Break down those that.
0: barriers. Fitness is sort of the universal unifier. Um, you know, and so you know, just kind of getting back to this, you know, we we want people to get into you know physically active communities because we believe that physical activity uh, is beneficial in the in the way that it boosts energy, it boosts our metabolism, it boosts our well being. So if you're out there and you're struggling with things like depression or, or sadness, man, getting out there sometimes is just that 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 thing that helps us uh, to you know feel better. Yeah,
1: and we're and this is what we're trying to break that trend. We don't want to see in 10 years. I mean, if we're we're doing something wrong if if in 10 years that we meet these numbers that they're predicting. Mm-hmm. You know, as a company, we want to be able to see this grow and we want to change that. You know, we don't want when we read this when I read this article it says this is what we're trying to change that we don't continue going on this track of being the, this obese nation, you know, with all yeah. these health problems and all these conditions. And so we're, we, we are really focused on trying to change those things.
0: You know, that's what I love about FitRec, the FitRec brand and, and uh, the FitRec family. and And we hope that you guys feel that the same way too. Uh, as you utilize the app and, and get connected in community. Look, you know, we're not oblivious to how difficult it is to to change from unhealthy lifestyles to healthier ones. Uh, the reality is none of us have, have really succeeded in attaining our health goals without the help of others. Uh, this is why we, we started this company. Uh, that's why, you know, a few of us train folks on the side. Uh, that's why we support a network of local trainers that believe in this philosophy of physical activity engagement. Um, but hey, folks, thanks for uh, tuning in to the FitRec podcast today. Obesity is a growing national epidemic, but it doesn't have to be. Uh, if you're out there and you're struggling with motivation, inspiration, or, or maybe you're just confused about how to get started, uh, the FitRec app might be the first step for you to get connected with like-minded folks right in your neighborhood. Uh, so for sure, if you haven't already subscribed to our podcast, subscribe so that you can get the latest and greatest health and fitness news profiles and information on the health and fitness world. Uh, we're FitRec, the first and only social fitness app. Download us today in the Google Play Store or Apple App Store. Come join our FitRec family where we believe we're better today.